Love Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friends. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO, the show that brings you the most fascinating and the most helpful people in the business community from around this terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business, with today's focus on crowdfunding in all its recently expanded avenues, and here to tell us about this one sort of back corner investment that's now aligned with angels and venture capital and private equity and all kinds of startups. Here to, to give us uh, the real lowdown is the hands on all the latest financial instruments for your lifelong portfolio wizardress, CEO of Next Generation Trust Services, Miss Jamie Reskulinitz. Jamie, I'm so glad that you could break free today. Hi, Bart. Um, always happy to join you. We have a lot of fun. Oh, we do indeed, and you impart a lot of knowledge, which makes up for for my talk. And Jamie, we seem to have fallen uh, in, in investing into sort of these age range limitations, these styles, and uh, I mean, both young and old are sort of focusing themselves on uh, really various and differing investment avenues. So, uh, if you out there are uh, in the younger age group, with uh, memories of prom and graduation not too many years behind. Listen to Jamie. Jamie, do you need to be building a lifelong portfolio that will portfolio that will carry you through the future at this point? Uh, and if so, what would some considerations be? Well, I'll tell you, Bart, it's funny you should ask me that question. In our staff meeting the other day, we just were discussing – uh, what we can do to reach some younger people mm. uh, to educate them a little bit on um, alternative investments within their retirement plans and how that might work. So right, right. with you know all this talk about social security, maybe not making it uh, past mm-hmm. you know a certain time, and I, i've I've heard a lot of different dates bandied about. I think it's extremely <laughs> important for younger people to start thinking about their retirement. Uh, as early as possible, and you know, um, I-, I can barely remember back to uh, <laughs> to my younger years, but I remember retirement being the, you know, n- not even in my consciousness back then. And I absolutely, think, we didn't talk yeah. about it. We did. We, no, we talked about the next job, the next salary. That's right. So I think it's extremely important for younger people to do their research now and understand that there may not be a lot of assistance to them from the government when they're retiring, so it's really going to be up to them to take care of themselves. So start thinking about it as early as possible. And then it also, of course, gives you a longer window in which to put money away and compound, um, you know, your returns. So the earlier you start, the better you're going to do. Absolutely right. You know, depending on which survey you believe, the the, the average person is going to hold their job uh, 3.4 to 4 years, which means don't even think about a pension. And and yet what you should be thinking about is savings because this, frankly, uh, in this credit card age, most of us, most people are absolutely improvident when it comes to setting money aside. And uh, so I'm glad you said that, Jamie. And so, uh, my friend, you've had a sort of a brief aperitif at today's Feast of Wisdom. And so whether you are a passionate natural, naturalist who's able to hold both children and parents spellbound 
while guiding them through the healing recreations of God's natural world, like Anna, or if you're a, a major bank senior VP who's engineering the kind of commercial lending that really at last suits the customer, like Gregory, pull up your chair a little closer and allow the art of the CEO to help your career thrive and your ventures flourish. And in fulfilling my duties as proper host, before you enticingly is laid a few utensils for today's feast. And as the first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. Now, that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, so please allow me to ask, Will this be the day that you go up into your attic of memory, pull down that long-dreamt-of scary venture? You you know the one, maybe it's skydiving or launching some new business, equally scary. Will you blow the dust off and begin penning some plans, or will you continue to allow yourself to be enslaved by necessary routine? The choice is truly yours. And second utensil... You need to steep your lips in a little laughter and taste the scriptural recitation from 102 Best Business Quips book. Yes, that's our new one. And this is quip number 47. An entrepreneur is someone who fears missing out on the fun of an opportunity more than she fears failing at it. And <laughs> as an afterthought, wouldn't it be just terrible to let this ripe plum slip by me without tasting it? Who cares if it ends up tasting really sour and everyone laughs at me for trying? Some things are just too juicy to pass up. Don't you just love people like that? Don't you just envy them? <laughs> and if you smirked a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. So visit bartsbooks.com and pick up your copy of 102 Best Business Quips. And so while all the other folks are chortling through 101 best business quips, you'll have a whole new quiverful to make you the clever tongue greed on envy of their chain gang at work. And as a third utensil, uh, uh, I suppose this would be appropriately entitled the hot bun tongs, uh, we proffer you the answer to last week's business quotation. Uh, so that is, what is the name of the author who noted where is the wisdom we have lost in knowledge? And where is the knowledge we have lost in information? Those words were spoken by none other than playwright and poetic sage, Mr. T.S. Eliot. And you should all go read J. Alfred Prufrock to feel good about your own neuroses someday. At any rate, Later in the show, blurting your way, will come another rich, enriching quotation. And if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply jot that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be. Email that to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com. And if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a marvelous gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So, with utensils in hand, grab your fork and discover... From our guest CEO uh, of Next Generation Trust Services, the indomitable and wise Miss Jamie Raskulinitz. Jamie, uh, talk. Let's talk to the rest of the folks. If you're one of those for whom the gathering of fellow students uh, springs more more likely a reunion, ten, twenty, fifty, I I may. Uh, you probably got your eye on on the lifelong portfolio. So if I am setting a strategy for a retirement plan, is something like crowdfunding really even, should it even be in, in my thoughts? Uh, 
And if not, uh, when would be the time to think about it? Uh, well, first I should tell you that um, our business and I uh, don't provide any investment or legal advice to our clients. Our clients Boys. come to us to tell us where they would like to invest, and we let them know how that transaction can happen and mm-hmm. how to make it compliant with the IRS regulations uh, and to keep the tax advantage status of their account. So all that being said, anything I say today is not really investment advice, but it's my personal opinion. Of which so I what you're many. really saying <laughs> is that you supply knowledge uh, to, to my dreams. Exactly right. So people come ah. here and we, we educate them on what they are able to do with their retirement plan. And then honestly, uh, funny you should say that, we tell them that as long as it falls into the IRS regulations and they don't purchase anything that's not allowable, it's the limit of their imagination on what they can invest in with their retirement plan. So it's, uh, it, it's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. And so, so crowdfunding would, would fit in there? And so, so forth. Yes, yeah, so to get back to that question, I personally hmm. think that crowdfunding is a viable option for investment at any age. Uh, uh-huh. And so, uh, as you mentioned, I'm closer to those double digit reunions, <laughs> or, or in the thick of those double digit reunions. And, uh, um, <laughs> and I think. It's actually a viable option for me, and I have actually uh, taken advantage of uh, not necessarily crowdfunding per se, but I've been involved in some early investment opportunities that Hmm. is very similar to uh, how crowdfunding is is coming about now. So, uh, yes, I think there are viable options for everyone. I think with your tax professionals and other financial advisors, you should determine what percentage of your retirement portfolio should be dedicated to these kinds of investments. And obviously, Mm -hmm. the younger you are, generally the more risk you can take because your window is much longer. And right, you want right. to be a little more careful. You can recover as from your foolishness when you're young, is what you're saying, right? <laughs> right. That's right. You have okay, a longer window to make up for those mistakes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think this is viable for for anyone at any age. Good. Well, now supposing, I mean, it, it, it certainly is burgeoning. It in 2013 there were there was 400 million put into crowdfunding. In 2015 that went up to 2.6 billion estimated. So it is this is something uh this is an avenue that is not to be ignored or or dismissed. But supposing Jamie I've got the the entrepreneurial investment bug, you know, I come into your office and I want I want to back some fiery startup horse and chairman of the black ink of the profitable finish, you know. Uh and I'm looking at uh I'd be looking at private equity. I'd be looking at angel investing, either individually with an association perhaps, and crowdfunding and even a small VC firm, a venture capital firm. Uh, and you gave us one or two answers, but is there any, what are some of the major considerations? I mean, you've told us about percentage, and that's important. But what are some of the other considerations I should be looking at when I've just uh, at that list I've just given you? Well, 
you know, with the new crowdfunding regulations being open mm. to non-accredited investors now, uh, right, what right. you're going to look for are those portals that have been approved uh, in order to offer mm. crowdfunding investments. So right. you want to make sure that those portals are approved. Uh, uh-huh. The interesting thing about crowdfunding is that not only uh, are you able to invest in individual companies that put their offerings out on these portals, but right. a lot of the portals develop crowdfunding funds um, that some investors who have been successful in crowdfunding in the past, um, and there are, you know, I don't know, uh, a lot of you, your listeners probably watch Shark Tank. Some of the investors yeah. uh, from Shark Tank have put together funds where mm. people can invest in their funds and then they choose the startup or early investing companies uh, to invest in. So there's many ways to get into um, to get into crowdfunding without necessarily having to pick your own companies. So the menu is is pretty vast. So I, what we've got here is what you're saying is something very akin to uh, the advent of the mutual fund that uh, you can go individually pick your stock or you can go into a mutual fund. We have the equivalent in crowdfunding. You know, all this kind of reminds me of back in 1880 when you could walk down Wall Street and there were guys standing on the curb and they would come up to you and they'd ask you to invest if you wanted to invest in a stock and you would deal with them and they would make hand signals to some guy in a plate glass window and he would jot down the trade and there it was made. This this led to a little uh, institution called the American Stock Exchange. And I think... That's amazing. Isn't, that, isn't crowdfunding kind of the... I mean, is this is this the new way to do it, maybe? I guess you could say that. Um, I didn't know about how the uh, uh, the modern-day stock market really came about. That's an interesting story. And, yes, I think um, this is just a new way to – this is a new way for investors and people interested in making good returns. It's another mm-hmm. option for them. And traditionally, this has only been available to accredited investors or wealthier people. So the right. the whole premise behind the new regulations of crowdfunding is to uh, almost democratize the process and let everyone have access to these startup and early-stage investing deals. And so, but again, just because just because you have the option to do it doesn't mean that you should blow your whole portfolio on this, you know, strategy. Um, it's that's just true another of all one life, of those, by the way. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. <laughs> right. Or doesn't mean that you should do it to excess, right? Uh, moderation right. Uh-huh. is key in everything. So, uh, but it's nice what that it's available I think it was May West everyone. who said too much of a good thing is marvelous, but, but that was May West. <laughs> that's anyway. right. Okay, well, Uh, Folks, you're listening to The Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. streams magically through the profoundly misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen to this show and download it by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. Again, that's blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. And, Jamie, now... uh, 
Speaking of new ventures and new things that are getting into, uh, you at Next Generation Trust Services are forming a trust company. And could I was wondering if you could first of all tell us what it is, and tell us, and then tell us how that will benefit clients. Just give us a little understanding there. Okay. Right now, Next Generation Trust Services is technically considered a third-party administrator for all of the retirement plans that we hold. And so what that means is we need a trust company or some other financial institution to act as custodian for all of the assets that we hold on behalf of clients. Correct. It's a big technicality because to our clients it's very seamless, uh, and Mm -hmm. many clients don't even have have it in the forefront of their mind that there is a custodian that we contract with in order to um, hold these assets that we have. So in us forming a trust company, it means that we will no longer be a third-party administrator. We will be a trust company ourselves. And so we will be completely self-sufficient. We will not need an outside entity to act as custodian for our clients' assets. We will do that ourselves. And we will also be a regulated entity, meaning that the trust company will have to fall under the rules and regulations of the Banking Commission. And Mm. we chose South Dakota as the state to form our trust charter, and we're in the process Mm. of doing that now. Uh, And we chose South Dakota because South Dakota – actually understands the self-directed retirement plan industry. So um, when they regulate us and we fall under their purview for regulations, we won't have to go ahead and educate them on what self-direction actually means. They they already understand it. So they're a very oh, friendly state. Yeah. Now, uh, for those of us who are out there who are executives and CEOs, I can just see them all wondering what if, if I were in this position, what would I do? So, so enlighten us. What is what are you, uh, what do you what does this mean to you as a CEO running the company? What what ducks are you trying to desperately assemble in a row and walking the floor about at night? Oh, in in order uh, to do the trust company, you mean? Yes. Yes. Well, you know, um, for us, it's kind of a formality, Bart. We've been we've been running our company as though we are regulated uh, for 11 years since our inception in 2004. 12 years now, I guess. So um, it's a formality for us to actually just apply for the charter, have a banking commission look at us and say that yes, you are capable of running a trust company because you've been de facto uh, doing it right. for the last 11 years. So it's really just, um, I don't want to make it sound too simple because it is a rigorous process to become approved. Right. But, you know, for us, we've been doing our documentation and we've been running the company as though we're regulated because the custodian that we use now, um, mm-hmm. we are regulated by the fact that they're regulated by a banking commission and we get audited by them as well. It's just the next step in the evolution of our business. Okay, and I, I well, I, I think it's uh, this is part of the skill that you've just heard is having a CEO make uh, it all seem. 
very, very easy. <laughs> this is Bart Jackson. You are partaking of the, the Feast of Wisdom, coming from uh, the Art of the CEO radio show, streaming live from Blog Talk Radio. And if you're as well-stuffed as I am from Jamie's Wise Guidance, it is time to take a brief sorbet and allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that firm is... Prometheus Publishing, creator of Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. You may visit bartsbooks.com, and uh, I think you'll find a, a fairly wide wealth of practical wisdom from business masters. And this very day, Prometheus would like to invite you to look at one of its books, which has helped a great many women in their careers. It's called Behind Every Successful Woman is Herself. And this is it's a gem of a guide embracing the thoughts of many leading business women, including Jamie Raskulinitz, and provides the techniques and disciplines and the all-important attitudes for those ladies who want their careers and their enterprises to rise meteorically. Uh, excuse me. And I think it also makes a great gift for the graduate who is on her way into the business community. You may pick that up uh at bartsbooks.com bookstore that's b-a-r-t-s-b-o-o-k-s dot com and if you are uh, if you are listening in and you've just joined us we are talking to the CEO of Next Generation Trust Services the joyous Miss Jamie Raskulinitz so Jamie now let's turn things around a bit uh, we've been talking about crowdfunding from the investor side a bit supposing you're the entrepreneur what do you see as some of the advantages to raising your money by uh, crowdfunding uh, in its various forms, um, as opposed to other rounds, including Family Fools and Friends? <laughs> well, uh, crowdfunding for entrepreneurs means that the SEC has relaxed some of the regulations that previously were required by a company in order to offer shares for sale so right. or private placements. So it makes it easier for some companies to get funding. And the benefit, if I were to go out, say, and get crowdfunding, uh, let's say, to finance our foray into the trust company world, it right. would mean that I don't necessarily have to give away a big chunk of my equity to a venture capital firm uh, or an angel yeah. investing firm. So you, you give away less of your equity. Uh, it's, you don't have someone sitting on the board either. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, so the regulations are a little more relaxed. So legally, it does. you don't have as many expenses to go out to get funding for crowdfunding. And, you know, I think one of the biggest benefits is that there are some companies that can actually go to their existing clients and crowdfund. Ah. And that's a ah. big source of revenue for a company because if your clients already love your product or love your service, a lot of them want to sure. be a part of the growth of your company. So, you know, that sometimes is the first place to look um, oh, and an easy place to go. I, I did not know that, and I think that's really a great way. Talk about the ultimate mm -hmm. uh, client business bond. My heavens! It's, it's, yeah. So that is is the it's a mm -hmm. great and wonderful link. Uh, well, but on the other hand, um, just there is 
some security, but but um, does the, the the lack of full SEC style security worry you about crowdfunding? I mean, it, I, is it any more than say investing in Korea, which holds virtually no regulations in its traditional markets? I mean, is it? <laughs> well, you know, you you still I think you still have to do your due diligence. The SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, does still have regulatory authority over this process. You know, are, is the SEC going to vet every single investment that's put out there? No. But look, the SEC doesn't really vet every single investment uh, for appropriateness for you if it's a publicly traded stock either. So, you know, you, you still have to do your own due diligence. And one of the most basic tenets always for investing is, to invest in what you know. Uh, so right. that also goes back to the client investing in a company um, or uh, the type of company that y- you already know about. So if you are, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on one of our favorite topics, Bart, just because I can. So if you're very interested in wine and, uh, yes. you know, you're a wine, uh, uh, well, I don't call it wine connoisseur, as you know, I call it wino. So if you, yeah. <laughs> um, if you a little a little are, honesty in investing, I like that. Right? That's right. So if you're at all interested in that, suppose suppose there is a vineyard that you particularly like and you're aware of, and they're going to go out and do crowdfunding for either um, their their next wine that they want to blend, or perhaps mm-hmm. they want to extend their vineyards or whatever it is. If you're familiar with them already, you may want to take some of your money and invest it in that vineyard because it gives you, you know, not only do I like wine, but I love this vineyard. Now I have a little bit of sense of ownership of it because I have a little yeah, bit of yeah. equity in it. Um, and it's something that I know. Um, you know, yeah, way yeah. way back when, I think, before crowdfunding uh, actually became formal like this where you can get equity, uh, on some of those perk websites like um, Kickstarter, I think there were some um, local beer breweries that actually raised money. Um, you know, and of course, all you got was perks, not equity. But I'll bet you the right, folks that right. are interested in these beers would be perfectly happy investing for a little bit of equity too. Right. Well, you could be knighted cirrhosis if you made a big enough investment. <laughs> but. Uh, well, now the, the following this, I mean, you you adore uh, fine red wine, and I know I do. So I I guess supposing, but my question is, uh, how much of it do you think we need to drink together before we uh, go into a, a Kickstarter and and uh, get a get get a really fine Cabernet from some uh, vintner starter up? <laughs> I don't know, Bart, but I have a, a pretty nice cellar at home, so we could try. We, we can I try it and find something, out. Something further. <laughs> and, we'll have uh, to investigate and do some research. We will that. have to investigate. Do due diligence, I think. Absolutely. There you go. Uh, yes. Jamie and I have been friends for a long time, and, and it was an association that started back when I wrote uh, the Garden State Wineries Guide. And... Um, Ken Evans said, oh, you've got to take a copy of this over to Jamie instantly, and I did. <laughs> it was great fun. Um, and the rest is his part. Yes, yes. I, I just, you talked about, uh, you touched on one thing, and I'd like to just uh, think about that for a moment. And uh, you talked about the, the qualified investor rule, and um, 
it's now you have things like uh, it, it's where you don't need it, that rule has come tumbling down where you don't need uh, certain financial abilities and limits. And I assume that the SEC had that up as sort of to, to cushion investors so they wouldn't lose their life savings. Now they can come into uh, hedge funds and buy like a mutual fund. And uh, But there is there is a high risk that, uh, a high risk there. I was wondering how you feel about the you, as an investment counselor, feel about this uh, doing away with a qualified investor role? Well, first of all, I'm not an investment counselor, so I, I, I'm right. sorry I have to keep oh, well, going back true. there because yeah. <laughs> we all don't right. give advice. Right. But I'll tell you what. So he, here's what, if I can tell you real quickly, the rules were uh, before an accredited investor, well, still, uh, had to have a million dollars of net worth, excluding mm-hmm. your primary residence. Uh, Or you had to have an annual income of 200,000 or 300,000 if you're married. Now what the rules are, um, if you're an unaccredited investor, you can invest between 2,000 and 100,000 a year in small companies, and it depends on your annual income and your net worth. So you can easily, you know, go look that up. But um, I think it's a good thing. And... Mm -hmm. The reason that I think it's a good thing is I think inherently, um, you know, people are not, I think inherently people can make their own decisions when it comes to what they want to invest in. And I think Mm -hmm. opening up the field to invest in early stage companies to the quote unquote average person is a good thing because they get exposed to the possibility of large returns. But, you know, mm-hmm. with that, just like in my business, self-directed retirement plans are not for everyone. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in, in this case, uh, investing in uh, early-stage companies or in crowdfunding is not for everyone. But if you're willing to take the time to research it and do your due diligence and pay attention I think mm-hmm. that it's a very legitimate way to grow your portfolio by bigger percentages. Oh, I'm I'm glad to hear you say that. It's nice to hear somebody putting some trust in the individual and supporting them with a little guidance about what they need to be doing. But I I, I do think that we don't all need to be uh, sheltered and protected at at the uh, cost of our own investment freedom. So good for you, Jamie. And I'd like to thank you so much for coming on today. This has been great fun for me, and I think that all of us has learned a lot. And I hope that you listening out there are going to take home something. Jamie, if they want to get in touch with Next Generation Trust Services and take advantage of some of your your guidance and the, for a self-directed uh, retirement plan, how can they get in touch? Uh, several ways. Our email address is info at nextgenerationtrust.com, and we have representatives monitoring that email address, and we're happy to respond to you. We have a toll-free number, 888-857-8058. Our website is nextgenerationtrust.com. And, Bart, we also happen to have a white paper on our website that talks all about crowdfunding. And so if anyone is interested in that, if they go to nextgenerationtrust.com, 
there are links on our homepage to download the crowdfunding white paper. All right. So there you have it. If you've got uh, the entrepreneurial supporting itch in mind, go to Next Generation Trust Services, get your knowledge, and get a little bit further depth from Jamie Raskulinitz. And uh, again, I thank you so much for coming on. And you're gonna come back. Me, you have to come back. Okay. Anytime you ask, At, this is the best show oh, I do. <laughs> oh boy, lovely to hear that. And as we round out today's feast, uh, I am Bart Jackson, the curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation. Who said, speak when you're angry, and you'll make the best speech you'll ever regret? (laughs) I love that. I'm sorry. Anyway, a hint. To find the name of this uh, journalist, author, and 19th century wit, you will have to descend into Hades and check out the Devil's Own Dictionary as a hint. And remember, if you know the name of the author of this quote, just jot down that uh, name as you believe him or her to be. Send it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com to win an absolutely power-thrusting, career-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. <laughs> and as a parting shot, in the words of my wise husband, if I can only get a paycheck that reflects reflects my occupational self-esteem, I could buy half the planet. (laughs) And to you gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO as much as Jamie and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And again, you can download all of our shows at blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. And next week, do tune in to blogtalkradio.com, the art of the CEO, because John Maxwell and the entire family, who have, or at least the living family, who have been operating their shell fishing business off the New Jersey coast for six generations, will tell you what that business is like today and what it was like at the time when Andrew Jackson was president. And finally, to you who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you.